It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong confirms its first case of monkeypox and arriving passengers are urged to report any health issues. A doctor in Yun Long is arrested for issuing medical exemption certificates for COVID vaccinations and the government cancels the National Day fireworks display for the fourth year on the trot. Health officials have said a 30-year-old man has become Hong Kong's first monkeypox patient. Authorities said the SAR resident is being treated in isolation in Queen Mary Hospital. Timmy Sung reports. The patient had recently spent time in the United States, Canada and the Philippines before flying to Hong Kong on Monday on flight PR300. He was taken to hospital from his quarantine hotel at the Ramada Harbourview Hotel in Saying Pen after feeling unwell. He is now in a stable condition. The Center for Health Protection said a man reported that he developed a rash on August 30th, swollen lymph nodes on September 2nd, and a sore throat on the day he arrived in Hong Kong. Dr. Transfer Kran from the Center for Health Protection said the man was likely exposed to the virus abroad. She added he had engaged in what's been described as high-risk activities, although she did not elaborate. Based on the date of onset of symptoms, incubation period, and the high-risk activity, we suspect that the patient might have acquired the infection during his stay in the United States. The controller of the CHP, Edwin Choi, said it is difficult to detect monkeypox cases among arrivals at the airport and urged inbound travelers to report any health issues on arrival. It is quite difficult to screen out monkeypox in the airport, but we will surely enhance our health education and promotions and reminders to all inbound travelers that in case they have any symptoms suggestive of any kind of infectious disease, they have to report to our colleagues in the um, port health divisions, at the airport or in other uh, ground-causing boundaries. So it may help us to intercept any case of um, infectious disease as early as possible. No close contacts of the patients have been identified, but officials urged people who were on the same flight to Hong Kong as the infected man to monitor their health. The World Health Organization notes that patients who have come down with monkeypox in recent outbreak in multiple countries have mainly, but not exclusively, been identified among men who have sex with men. However, it says the virus is spread via close contact with lesions, body fluids, respiratory droplets and contaminated materials. Timmy Sung reporting. The daily COVID tally has fallen below 10,000 again. Hong Kong reported 9,373 new infections today, 186 of them imported. More than 2,900 COVID patients are being treated in public hospitals, including 14 in intensive care. Nine more patients with COVID have died. Authorities have warned people against getting a medical exemption certificate for COVID-19 vaccinations through improper means, stressing it's an offence punishable by imprisonment. The statement comes after police arrested a 64-year-old doctor from a clinic that allegedly issued hundreds of such certificates without carrying out medical consultations. Joanne Wong reports. The police said they took action against the Yunlong Clinic after receiving complaints. It's said to have issued more than 6,000 vaccine exemption certificates last month, charging $500 a time. The 64-year-old doctor is said to be the operator of the clinic. Chief Executive John Lee issued a stern warning over improperly issuing vaccine exemptions ahead of Tuesday's Executive Council meeting. 
I have to stress that using or issuing a false document is a serious offence. If any medical staff is suspected of violating their professional conduct, we will definitely refer the case to the Medical Council for serious follow-up. Mr. Lee revealed that four people with red coats on their vaccine passes had been sent to isolation camps after being found out and about in the community last week. He said seven others had also been fined for violating vaccine pass requirements. The CE said the government is stepping up enforcement of anti-epidemic regulations. The government is cancelling the National Day fireworks display, citing the COVID pandemic. It's the fourth year in a row the annual October the 1st event has been scrapped. The authorities first suspended the display in 2019 because of the social unrest. COVID has since kept the event from returning. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Chief Executive John Lee says the death at the weekend of a five-year-old boy who's believed to have been abused highlights the need to move forward quickly on legislating the mandatory reporting of suspected child abuse. The child's pregnant mother has been charged with murder and was remanded in custody when she appeared in court yesterday. Frank Young reports. The boy was found unconscious, having suffered multiple injuries in a subdivided flat in Shamshopo on Saturday. He was later certified dead in hospital. The chief executive spoke about the child's death as he headed into his weekly meeting with the executive council. Mr. Lee said he was greatly concerned and saddened by what happened. This case shows exactly that we must take forward our legislative work on the mandatory reporting requirements for suspected child abuse cases. We must complete the consultation and legislative exercise as soon as possible. For child abuse cases, there must be a multidisciplinary and interdepartmental effort. There must be suitable training and guidelines so everyone knows what needs to be done and how the guide should be executed. Secretary for Labour and Welfare Chris Sun later chaired a virtual meeting with more than 200 representatives from the social welfare sector over the proposed bill on mandatory reporting of suspected abuse. The minister posted on social media that the exchange had touched on various issues, such as details of the legislation, reporting channels, training and administrative support. He said the government would continue to hold consultation sessions this month. After that, Mr. Sun said, the working group on the legislation would study the opinions collected, report its findings to lawmakers, and table the bill to the Legislative Council as soon as possible. A survey has suggested that students with special educational needs, or SEN, are falling behind when it comes to online lessons, as teachers have been unable to supply them with tailor-made learning materials. The government has been urged to provide SEN students with more support resources to try to redress the problem, as Vanessa Cheng reports. Youth Ideas of the Hong Kong Federation of Youth Groups interviewed 209 secondary school SEN students and 61 teachers in the study, which ran between November and June, a period when classes were suspended for months at the height of the COVID-5 wave. Over 42 of the teachers agreed that online lessons had widened the learning gap between special needs students and others. While some even said SEN students were unable to take in any knowledge during these classes. Jackie Kwan, a member of Youth Ideas, who's also a teacher himself, 
said it was difficult to provide some students with adequate support when face-to-face -face classes were suspended. We used to uh, tailor-made some learning material for each SEN student, uh, depends on their abilities, depends on their situations. But for the online lessons, um, the teachers difficult to tailor-made those material and deliver it to the student. Mr. Kwan urged the government to provide more support and resources to students with special education needs and teachers, adding that he hopes school classes won't be suspended again despite the continuing high numbers of COVID infections. The highest level emergency response has been activated following yesterday's 6.8 magnitude earthquake that's killed at least 66 people and injured hundreds in southwest Sichuan province. Hundreds of people are believed to be stranded or missing. Ada Ao reports. Rescuers dig through the rubble with their bare hands as they try to reach a man trapped under a collapsed house. Officials are in a race against time to find possible quick survivors in the province. President Xi Jinping has ordered all-out rescue efforts, while the state council says it's dispatched a special team to lead them. Broadcaster CCTV reported that more than 6,500 people have been sent as part of the emergency rescue response. But heavy rain is forecast to fall in the earthquake-hit area, about 180 kilometers southwest of Chengdu, threatening to complicate those efforts. Luding County was at the epicenter of the quake. With video footage posted by the China Earthquake Network Center showing boulders thundering down mountainsides, kicking up clouds of dust. At least one town suffered severe damage from landslides triggered by the quake, which rocked buildings in the provincial capital. Earthquakes are fairly common in China's southwest. A magnitude 8.0 quake in 2008 in Sichuan's Wenchuan County left tens of thousands dead and caused enormous damage. The most powerful storm to hit South Korea in years, Typhoon Hinamnor, has killed three people before heading back out to sea. The storm dumped almost a metre of rain, destroyed roads and felled power lines, leaving thousands of homes without electricity after making landfall near the port of Busan early this morning. But there were few reports of major property damage. Here's President Yoon Suk-yeol. We have mobilised local governments, firefighters and police. So residents could evacuate in time, and they have cooperated well. So we have avoided the most serious situation. The windfalls and rainfall have weakened a lot, but as there's been torrential rain in some areas, we have to check the foundation. We cannot relax our efforts. The authorities in Sindh province in southern Pakistan have made two more cuts to the embankment of Manchar Lake to try to stop a catastrophic overflow. An earlier breach aimed at protecting two nearby towns worsened flooding in dozens of villages to its northeast and at the airport of the town of Sehwan. The breaching of the lake has already displaced up to 100,000 people. Salma Ashik and her family are among them. She says the conditions they live in are difficult. The children miss their home. There are a lot of mosquitoes here and it's very hot. The children's education has been stopped. Getting food is also very difficult. We can't even cook because there's water everywhere. 
Liz Truss has been appointed Britain's new Prime Minister, ending a two-month transition that began when Boris Johnson was forced to resign following a series of scandals. Ms Truss was asked to form a government by Queen Elizabeth during a meeting at the monarch's private residence in Scotland, Balmoral. She takes office at a time of severe economic problems at home and a war in Europe. This report from the BBC's Rob Watson. Britain's 56th Prime Minister and 15th of Queen Elizabeth's reign takes office at a time of mounting economic challenges and amid low expectations for success. Hoping to confound the doubters and make a bold start, Prime Minister Truss is expected to outline massive state intervention designed to freeze the price of energy. Liz Truss campaigned on a platform of smaller government and lower taxes. This suggests Prime Minister Truss will be prepared to prioritise political survival over ideological purity. Britain's outgoing leader Boris Johnson vowed to support his successor every step of the way. He made the pledge as he bid farewell to Downing Street, telling his Conservative Party colleagues it's time for them all to get behind Ms Truss and her team. Through that lacquered black door, a new Prime Minister will shortly go to meet a fantastic group of public servants. The people who got Brexit done. The people who delivered the fastest vaccine rollout in Europe and never forget. 70% of the entire population got a dose within six months faster than any comparable country. That is government for you. That's this Conservative government. And I will be supporting Liz Truss and the new government every step of the way. Thank you all very much. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Pilots of German airline Lufthansa have called off a planned strike later this week following a last-minute deal in wage negotiations with the carrier. The pilots of both passenger and cargo aircraft were due to begin their industrial action from tomorrow, but an agreement has been reached, said a spokesman from their union, Cockpit. He added the walkout would therefore be cancelled. The pilots had earlier said they would walk out from Wednesday to Thursday, while the industrial action for those operating cargo flights would last a day longer to Friday. To the weather forecast, becoming cloudy with occasional showers and one or two thunderstorms tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 26 to 30 degrees with moderate to fresh easterly winds. The outlook, occasional showers on Thursday, but the weather will improve on Friday. Sunny intervals and a few showers for the mid-autumn festival on Sunday and the day after. Currently, the observatory, 30 degrees Celsius, humidity at 74%. A reminder of our top stories tonight, Hong Kong confirms its first case of monkeypox and arriving passengers are urged to report any health issues. A doctor in Yun Long is arrested for issuing medical exemption certificates for COVID vaccinations and the government cancels the National Day fireworks display for the fourth year on the trot. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist Your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you My dear At twilight time And if you've just tuned in A very good Tuesday evening to you I guess it's more or less night time As we Venture into a new feature for it called Twilight Time, featuring music that's easy to get along with. Something to chill out to, especially if you've had a really hard day. So just sit back and relax. First one for you tonight 
is calling. Sing, I'll go on loving you till the end of time. Long as roses bloom in May, my love for you will grow deeper with every passing day. And each mountain disappears. I'll be there for you to care for you through laughter and through tears. So take my heart in sweet surrender 
and tenderly say that I'm 